Welcome to America's Heroes Group podcast with information and resources that's disseminated intentionally to empower our military population with host Vietnam veteran Cliff Kelly, co-host Iraq veteran Colonel Dr. Damon Arnold, and co-host Army National Guard veteran Sean Claiborne. And now, America's Heroes Group podcast. Welcome back to America's Heroes Group Roundtable with partner, veteran, legislative voice. January is Cervical Cancer Awareness Month, and today is Saturday, January 8th, 2022. Happy New Year. Happy 2022. Our host is Cliff Kelly. I'm Sean Claiborne, the co-host. Our executive producer is Glenda Smith. And our digital media producer is Ivan Ortega of Scouts Honor Productions. And don't forget to like us and also check us out on Facebook. Facebook live streaming we're on right now. Like and share so others will become connected to inform information resources. You can also see us on YouTube. You can see us on apps like iHeartRadio, Roku, the Zondra TV Network's app, which is on Roku, Amazon Fire TV, Apple TV, and many others. Stephanie Collada, she's a U.S. Army Reserve Sergeant First Class and a familiar voice in America's Heroes Group. She's a veteran and founder of and creator of the Veterans Legislative Voice. And she wants to talk about something really important, which I think is we can go on for days about. And it's come, something kind of ironic that your teeth has become a part of this agenda for legislation. That's right. So, Stephanie, oh. how you doing? Doing all right. Sorry, I had a little bit of phone trouble right there. <laughs> no problem. So we have a new bill coming out, H.R. Bill 914 and S3017, Expanding Dental Care for Veterans. So first off, tell us um, how hard it is to get dental care in, in the VA system right now. And people well, across, even people that are on Medicare know it's hard to get dental care. Um, why? Yes. We don't know. But, you know, so tell us about that. Well, I, can, I have a little bit of information on that. But, yes, um, only 8% of the total VA um, population actually qualifies for dental care by the VA without having to pay anything to it. And those are ones that have a service-connected condition to uh, for dental. They were a former POW. They're rated 100% uh, permanent and totally disabled. They're rated as individual unemployable uh, or unemployable, like a kind of like in Social Security uh, status. And um, whether they need dental services in preparation for a hospital and then admission. Sorry about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's so we have 90, 92% of our veterans that do not qualify for it. Many do not actually um, opt in for the insurance that they can do with the um, VA, which is they either don't know about it, they can't afford it, what have you, on that type of stuff. And, yeah, you med- mentioned Medicare. Um, when the Affordable Care Act came out, they did not include much for dental, and then they had it changed um, over a year ago, and the states were supposed to opt in. The Supreme Court said that it was allowed for the states to opt in, and uh, others can uh, submit waivers. My last count, 31 states plus D.C. Um, has opted in for the expanded care for dental. So if you're lucky there, you still have to pay in for it, but it is hopefully a better thing for them. What's really scary about dental care 
is that if you don't keep up with it, it can actually cause a lot of issues that not many people um, believe is related. Um, my father-in-law just recently came down with a bone disease, uh, excuse me, a bone infection wow. from his bad teeth hmm. and uh, discitis. He had to be uh, admitted for more than a week. Now he has to get uh, IV antibiotics twice a day, uh, checks uh, regularly. Uh, we do it at home for him, but it's always a constant home care type of thing, and it's pretty scary because people can die from a bone infection, mm-hmm. and it can cause major um, spinal issues. Um, you can lose uh, ability to move your limbs. You can lose all sorts of things when there's extra damage done to that, and a bone infection can do that. Mm-hmm. And people don't realize just how important your teeth are. I mean, once your teeth start to go bad, it's very, very difficult and expensive to recover from that. So you mentioned uh, the difficulties of getting qualified for dental coverage through the military. There's like this, from my understanding, there's like six classes that you have to qual- that you can fall under. It's like class one to class six. And, these, and there's subclasses right. to these different classes, which is even crazier. So you have to fall into one of these categories. Doesn't, and it does not mean it's because you get into one of these categories, unless you're like you mentioned POW or you already brought off life 100% disability. It's not a guarantee that you're going to get the, the coverage that you actually need. Because you yeah. the, the process you have to go through, which, you know, like I said, this this idea of, of having to qualify for stuff all the time. It's like imagine going to your job at the office and they say, well, yeah, you fell down the stairs, but you had to qualify for your health insurance. So, you know, yeah, you're paying for it every month. But, yeah, you got to qualify to see if this is going to be covered or not. That's never a question. Yeah. You pay for it and you, and you have it. You know, people in the service are paid through not just monthly premiums, like if you get the dental uh, coverage, a dental insurance program, things like that. But they also pay, pay through their time and their dedication mm-hmm. to the country, which has caused a lot of sacrifices and sometimes even missed opportunities later on in their life because of you know their disabilities or because of other issues, uh, psychologically, mentally, physically, or just the, the fact that you were gone from the workforce for 20 years if you were a career person, or maybe even five to 10 years because you were serving overseas or things like that. You're putting your life on hold to do these things. So it's important yes. that we have these things. So, but what is this bill that's out there? How what is what's the the, the bill supposed to do or going to try to do? So the bill right now, um, it's the one I'm focusing on is the Senate Bill uh, three zero one seven, and that was introduced by Mr. Senator Bernie Sanders, and it's to expand the availability of dental care furnished by the VA for the vast majority of the veterans. So. For many veterans, um, if they are 50% and higher, they can get care, regular hospital care from the VA for anything. If you're below 50%, you can only get care on your service-connected conditions. So after 50%, you can get vitamins prescribed, all sorts of different things prescribed, and have uh, inpatient admissions totally free by the VA, but... That's something that they're trying to at least expand on for those people that are fifty percent and higher. Hmm. So, what's the? Yeah. Is this already? Is this going to be, be something that's going to pass, or is it still in the works? What's the? Where's, what's the status of this bill right now? It's still in the committee right now. There's only um, five co-sponsors. Um, I've been working with uh, Larry uh, Namziek. I think it, I cannot pronounce his last name right. I'm sorry, Larry. Um, he's local to you guys, the um, Coalition of Veterans Organizations, and we've been trying to get more senators to co-sponsor and try to get some more movement for this to move out of the committee. One of the issues we're also having, at least for the Illinois senators, one um, Senator Durden 
had said not that he's at this time not going to co-sponsor for the bill or vote for the bill because right now the veterans already have a dental insurance, which, of course, we already said not many people can afford that. And then um, Senator Duckworth, she stated that she would uh, consider our voices in mind when she goes in to vote for the bill if it's brought onto the floor out of the committee. So it's still a long shot to even get this moving because it's still just at the introduced inside the committee stage, which is a place where most congressional bills die. Hmm. So that's what we're trying to do is trying to get more people involved and to uh, understand how important this is so then more people can get this type of um, benefit. And we do understand it's a huge logistical thing to happen if this bill does get approved. Already the government pays for, uh, I believe it's over $1 billion just for those that go through the insurance and through uh, the actual VA for the dental. Mm-hmm. Over $1 billion just for those veterans that are already um, uh, qualified and eligible for. And then for those people that are already eligible, a lot of the dental clinics cannot support or barely can support those that are already eligible. When I got myself started, because I am of that status that's eligible, they, um, I had to wait three weeks just for my first appointment. Wow. And, or excuse me, three months, not three weeks, three months for my first appointment. And, of course, at this time, it's COVID and all those type of things involved as well. So it's a really big um, push that's going on. Um, there is one that's already out there for some veterans, and many people point to this one instead. And it's a House joint resolution that was submitted in the previous congressional session um, of the time that when President Trump was uh, in office during that time frame, that bill was uh, introduced and passed. What it was was a pilot program to for certain uh, VA regions to at least help veterans find free or discounted dental services. And these, uh, these regions... At right now that we know of, only one is really in operation, which is New York, New Jersey. I just found out that it's in my Florida, because I'm in Florida, it's in my Florida region. So I'm going to find out about that. But those type of things is not very out there for many people to know and understand. You have to do the digging just to find it yourself. Even then, it's pretty difficult to find out. Yeah. Um, so. I remember there was a, there was a um, I found out about this a few years ago. I think they still do it, but there is a, a dental clinic, I think it's a national um, like chain of dental clinics that offer, I think it's on just one day or one period of time a year, they do free dental uh, work for veterans, which it was the first yes. come first serve, but then, and it always fills up. I've tried a couple of times to get into it and it was always filled up every time I called. Yeah. Um, actually, your region is supposed to be one of the regions that's supposed to be available as well, uh, the Illinois area. So um, that's for you guys' information. Uh, the other one is uh, for my Florida region, it's South Georgia, Puerto Rico, and Virgin Islands. The other one is Michigan, Indiana, and Ohio portion. And then the other one that you're in includes part of Wisconsin, Illinois, and Indiana. Wow. So what um, do we do as veterans to try to get some of this attention put on to the Congress? Because these, these laws don't change, as far, especially when it comes mm-hmm. to veteran care. These don't change unless Congress is behind it. Congress has to actually yes. put, put all this stuff forward for all the stuff that we're talking about as far as benefits, as far as changing things, the way things are done. 
we spend seven hundred billion dollars on how to blow stuff up. We blow. We that's how, that's what we spend on our defense budget. That's the part, the the blowing up stuff part. So we go into a country, yep. blow everything up, and that's seven hundred billion dollars plus every year. We only spend two hundred yeah. billion dollars on all the benefits that pertain mm-hmm. to veterans. Two hundred billion right, right around there every year. So we can spend a couple billion dollars more to get people some health care, to get people some dental treatment. And you would think, right? It's a weird disconnect. Like sometimes we, we, I wonder if Cong- how disconnected Congress is from the country if they can't, they don't understand that health doesn't just you can't just say okay well, we're going to take care of your entire body but accept your teeth. That part is off right. limits. <laughs> we're not going to bother yeah. that stuff. It's not important. Yeah. You know, you got bacteria and germs in there. We're not going to touch that. We're going to leave that alone. <laughs> we're going to just focus on your, your feet or whatever. Man, that's-, that's crazy. That's elective is what they always try to say. Um, yeah, because it's, it's really crazy because it's cheaper to actually keep up with uh, regular dental cleanings versus letting your teeth go bad. And then you also have to deal with cardiovascular issues, diabetes, respiratory issues, bone bone issues. You can actually have your jaw eat away because of the bone issues you're having. And veterans already have enough issues with their medical, with all the toxic exposures, the mm-hmm. stress, exactly. everything else. Mm-hmm. Add this on top of that, this could save the government some money if they go ahead with the routine maintenance. Um, so anybody that's interested, please call your Congress people, Call your House representatives. Call your senators. Tell them you want them to vote for this bill or just a push for more eligibility benefits for dental care. You could show them a picture of teeth. If it's bad, do it. I, I mean, I totally encourage many people to at least try to share their story. And I do encourage to call because that is the quickest and more effective way for your story to get out there. They have to log every single call, every single email, every single snail mail that is submitted to Congress. And it is all on a database, and they have that to pull if they need information about their constituents. So call, call, call. Yes, definitely. Get, I mean, get behind that because that's something we need to really get on top of. So, now, so mm-hmm. what, how, do, how can people get a hold of you and your website to get information about some of these things that pop up? Because I ask you that every week because it's so important for have the people have to realize, understand, we got to participate and get involved with it with the democratic process and actually get mm-hmm. these congressmen to understand what it is that we want to see change. Like I said, I think yeah. there's a there's a huge disconnect between Congress and the American people. People don't really understand yeah. how Congress works. You know, people, the Congress doesn't get a lot of stuff done. It seems like a lot of political infighting and pointing fingers at each other, things like that. And that should, if anything, that should be the part of the government that functions. <laughs> you would think right. that should be the part of the yeah. country that actually does what it's supposed to do because, you know, you guys, that's all you, that's all you have to do all day. You don't have to do anything else but solve problems. And just look at the law, a bunch of attorneys and lawyers, some of them businessmen and things like that. But just sit down, yeah. figure stuff out, talk about stuff. You know, laws, not like you have to rewrite the whole constitution. The country's already, well, the hard work's already been done. That was done centuries ago. <laughs> He's got yeah. he's got to yeah. take out he's got to just fix it twist tweak it that's like how to do let's make it better <laughs> you know it's like somebody gives you it's like somebody giving you an essay to turn into your professor and it's already written they just want just take out the misspelled words that's all you got to do <laughs> fix just fix yeah. those parts it's like man there's a great example there's a great example about the disconnect and my favorite TV show is West Wing of course mm-hmm. with me all this legislative stuff West Wing and there's a whole scene about how much a gallon of milk costs. And no one can answer except for Charlie, President Bartlett's aide, because 
you know what? He's actually having a full-time job at like 21, 22, had to quit school and take care of his baby sister. So he knows the struggle. And so that was the reality that they had to push to those people to understand those things. Mm -hmm. And so I do troll out there, at least on Facebook, social media, just on even my personal page, just to tell people with veterans it, they'll start um, ranting and raving about certain things that can be solved legislatively, and I try to spread as much as possible. And um, so it's Veterans Legislative Voices on Facebook, um, social media, it's uh, in, uh, Instagram and Twitter. I have my own page, which is uh, VetsLegislativeVoice.org, and I am sorry if you hear a cat meow. She is very <laughs> needy right now. It's <laughs> all good. <laughs> Yeah, so that's that's a hopefully, so like I said, we can get more people behind this. Twenty million veterans we got, we definitely can make a voting block if we just talk about a lot of the things that are important. And then also, like I said, changing this mindset, which is a weird mindset to me, because I'm not even sure. I haven't done enough research to understand if it's the same way around the world or just the United States. But the idea that our veterans have to fight for care, you know, this yeah. idea that you have to qualify for something that you've already that you already qualified for because you wore the uniform. You, you, already, you did your job. You did what you're supposed to do. So why isn't the, the health care, why isn't the benefits is this auto, automatically extended to you? It's like if somebody says, right. okay, you worked 30 years for a company, and, but you got to qualify for your retirement plan. And we have to, we're going to put you through, we have to fill this paperwork and see if you actually qualify to get to retire or get a pension. You put in the time, put in the work, you get you get the benefits. You know, so the, so right. the idea and, of this trade-off to me is this, is this, it has to go away. I mean, it just doesn't make sense. I, I, many veterans, I, I mean, from their experience in the military, they have this um, huge experience of lack of power. You know, the government owns you. They tell you where to go, what to eat, what to do, everything. So a lot of people have this sense that they can't make that difference in their lives or mm-hmm. in other people's wow. lives. Yes, that's and powerful. Yeah, and so one of the things with social media, which has been so great about it, is because of the hashtags. I mean, I got, uh, my start was hashtag I am Vanessa Keen, and other things like that have really brought out more stories, and that's where Congress is actually listening. Many of them do look on those trending hashtags. You can tag them. They have those social media tags that you can tag them in, you know what? They have an aide that is supposed to check all of those. So yes. So use your social media, find out the tags. You can Google them. Many of their uh, websites of the Congress people, they have their actual social media tags on a corner of their webpage because 99% of them have their own webpage, have a professional um, social media thing. And they do have aides that do answer those and do track them. So you do have the power, and it's a great power, and it's amazing to watch it in action, especially in congressional hearings. I think it's also important to making sure that we as veterans in the veteran community also connect with civilians as well, making sure they understand. Because the average person who's never served in the military, this, they think, a lot of people think that we just get all these benefits. So you, so if you go in the military, like you're, like the, the path of gold is paid for you automatically as soon as you get discharged. And that's not really, yeah. that's not how it is at all. I mean, it's, it's a struggle. If you had a family it member is. or somebody that ever had to apply for benefits, it's a maze of paperwork. I mean, it's getting better now because of technology. We talked about that in an earlier segment. Technology's made, yeah. made a big difference as far as getting things more automated and systematic and things like that. And maybe possibly, maybe down the road, that might lead to what we should have been doing 
you know, 100 years ago, which is, like I said, making sure that when you wear that, put that uniform on. If you're in, I mean, my, my proposal would be if you're in there six months, you come out of the military, you should have all your health care taken care of through the VA. You should have all your education benefits out there for you lined up, not something you have to apply for and reapply for and uh, fix this paper and that form and stand in line for five hours or five days or five years. All that stuff should be laid out for you without a fight. That stuff, you've yeah. already earned those things. So why, why are you having to go in and present, get a part-time job just to fill out your paperwork when you should be just getting these things you've already served your time? And then you have people that are dying, literally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people on the waiting because on the waiting just to get their stuff done and approved. Yes. And so then their spouses and their children are fighting for those benefits because that's their due as well, is that once they pass for those service connected conditions that they are owed, it is supposed to be passed off to the children in, you know, in, um, in death and duty uh, compensation. But those type of things, if they actually were supposed to get that, they will backdate to the time frame that it, that they kept their appeal alive up to their death. And then the, the parent or the spouse would actually get that money. So there's more than just the veteran. It's their families that's fighting for this too. Hmm. And, it's, and then the system that we have, like I said, I mentioned before, earlier, six classes, of, six, six classes and including subclasses, also subclasses, just to get yes. dental care. Like you need to classify six different ways of, of maybe getting part of or some of or or all or none of benefits. That's mm-hmm. crazy. And it is. And you know what? I do have to give it to a lot of these law offices because there are VA disability lawyers out there. They only get compensated when um, they win an appeal for a veteran. But uh, many of them put actually a lot of assistance out there on how to fill out a form. What does um, individual unemployability mean? What ratings are you supposed to get for what symptoms? They actually have a ton of information out there, videos, blogs, everything already out there for free. And so that type of stuff is so amazing with technology today, too. Mm-hmm. Like I said, the technology has changed a lot of things. And hopefully one day, um, maybe through technology, because people will start to just wake up and realize, and especially if we get more, like I said, more civilians understanding how what the, what the plight and what some of the struggles that veterans have gone through, and I think a lot of it. I think it goes back to what you mentioned earlier: is that because veterans do feel in a lot of ways unempowered, or are mm-hmm. not necessarily engaged, they've, they they kind of want to leave. Some people want to just leave the military behind and not really fuck, talk about it or, co- or go back to it. Um, some people, you know, last, uh, love their time in the military and, and talk about it all the time, but a lot of veterans don't really talk about their military service, and then don't really yes. fight for their um, their benefits. It's like that's that's a, a done chapter. I moved on from that chapter, and they don't go and get stuff that they're entitled to. Well, that is, also from their experience, they feel unworthy of their actual benefits too. Many of them, and this is usually towards those that don't serve the actual stereotypical combat tour mm-hmm. or things like that. That you know what they have legitimate issues, legitimate disabilities because of their service. But many of them don't feel like veterans because. They either didn't deploy or they didn't deploy to actual combat zones. Mm-hmm. And that's a large number of those poor people. And I felt like that for the longest time because I only served in, in Kuwait. I did too. So, yeah. And so those type of things is just out there preventing people. I don't even have military tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> so those type of things that you see, typically um, people do try to shed them. Mm-hmm. 
So do you think this is this is something that's likely to pass? What's the momentum behind this right now as far as getting more people to pay attention to this particular bill? Last congressional session, it, it was going really well. There was a lot of co- uh, co-sponsors, but many settled for that joint House joint resolution that we talked about. Right now, it's it was introduced in October, I believe, from Senator uh, Sanders. So um, there's not a whole lot of movement on that, but that's mostly because of the National Defense Authorization Act push and also trying to not shut down the government. <laughs> those type of things have been the bigger focus. Now that those two have passed and we don't have to be concerned about those, we can focus on these things for the veterans. Okay. And they can it can either be added to the next year's National Defense Authorization Act or it can go on their own, and right now it's slow. So we need as many people as possible to call their congresspeople, tell them their story, tell them why they need this mm-hmm. because they're suffering. And do you think, do you see a difference between some of the, the Afghan veterans coming back now, um, how they're responding to um, their, or finding their voice in the congressional realm or into the leg- legislation part of how benefits are doled out? And like I said, going back to that same concept, a lot of people don't realize that your benefits are directly uh, designed by Congress. Congress puts together all that stuff. It's all designed by Congress. Mm-hmm. So do you think? Yes, and it's approved by Congress, mm-hmm. too, because the House Resolution Bill was actually a, um, waiver for the VA to do that type of pilot program. So that stuff has to be approved by Congress. Right. So it's not necessarily the, the VA or the, or the government, the military, I'm sorry, the DOD or anything like that that determines these benefits or what these benefits are or how they're, they're even established. They might have some input in some cases, but for the most part, it's all done by Congress. So we have to start speaking up and getting our voice out there. Thank you for listening to America's Heroes Group podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss an episode. And for more details, visit americashg.org.